nation. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Genesis chapter number 32. I want to speak to you about a gentleman called Jacob. From the verse number 22 to the verse number 32. This was after Jacob has returned from Laban's house. You know of the story when he encountered the blessings of his father. Whether you call it dubious or whatever, he encountered it. And when he received the blessing from his father Isaac, his brother Esau got angry because he had supplanted him twice. First, he took his birthright through food. And the second one, is his mother was able to help him, Jacob, to take the blessing again for the patriarch, which Isaac pronounced over Jacob. And now after that, Esau was searching to kill Jacob. Jacob had to run away from the house by the permission of his father. He went to his uncle called Laban and he served Laban for 14 years. Actually, it was supposed to be seven years to have Rahel or Rachel, but Laban was a smart guy. He was very shrewd than Jacob. So he was able to trick Jacob and give Leah rather instead of Rahel to Jacob. Jacob, because he loved Rahel, had to serve again for another seven years, which was 14 years. To be able to have the woman he loved. Love is not cheap. Love comes with a lot of price. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. If you are not ready to pay a price, don't tell a woman you love her. So he has to pay that price for 14 years for the woman he loved. After he's gotten this woman he loved, he has to now be able to work again to keep the family together. Laban tricked him and stole a lot from him, but God was able to intervene for him. At the end of the day, the guy returned with a lot of substance. In fact, he has to run out of the house of Laban. Whilst Laban pursued him. But God intervened still and warned Laban, don't touch this one because it's an anointed one. The reason why you don't have to be afraid is that there is a mark of God upon your life. Anywhere you step, people know who you are. The challenge sometimes is that we don't know who we are. But people know you. So before Laban got there, God has already won Laban. Laban could say categorically that by sorcery, he knows that Jacob is the one through whom he has been blessed. You are the reason for the blessing of your company and for your household. Can I hear an amen in the house? And so when he heard that blessing and Jacob, Laban have to leave him, he realized that there is something he needs to deal with, which is his brother Esau coming. And Esau, before Jacob left home, knew that Esau wanted to kill him. Now he heard that his enemy is coming to face him now. And this time, Esau is coming without no apology, with horses and with trained armed men coming from all over. So Jacob, who is only a shepherd guy, he doesn't know anything about war, was afraid, but he was a strategist. He divided the family into two. Send so many emissaries ahead to pacify Esau. 
But every emissary that went, Esau did not answer. So Jacob was confused. Now this very night, the robber has met the road. Let's see what connection does he have with our conference, the abandoned life, Havila. So from the verse number 22, he said, and he arose that night. That means the next day when he's supposed to meet Esau, that night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed over the ford of Jagbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob, it was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men, and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel did not eat the muzzle that shrunk, which is on the hip socket, because he tied the socket of Jacob's hip in the muzzle that shrunk. Amen. Let me read 33, 1 and 2. He said, now Jacob lifted his eyes and looked, and there Esau was coming. And with him were 400 men. So he divided the children among Rahel and the two male servants. And he put the male servants and their children in front. Leah and her children behind. And Rahel and Joseph last. Then he crossed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times. Until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him. And fell on his neck and kissed him. And they wept. And he lifted his eyes and saw the women and children and said, Who are these with you? So he said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Can I hear an amen in the house? Tonight I'm speaking to you on wrestling for the blessing. In John chapter 10 verse 10, Christ spoke emphatically and categorically. He says that the enemy cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The abundant life is the intention of God for us. Is the intention of God for us, for you and I. That is the children of God, those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Pastor Savior and crossed over into that life, the Zoe kind of life, which is the life without end, the eternal life that affects us to make us live as God intended us to be. Because the intentions of God was the prototype in Eden. But the fall of man actually displaced the whole thing. Now, salvation came to restore us to that dominion. He restored us to that dominion of influence and of power. But you see, this is what God intends for you and I. But before we have to leave it, there is a part we need to play. He intends that you and I should have life and have it more abundantly. That is the life without end. The life that brings peace, the life that brings joy, the life that brings 
prosperity, the life that brings dominion, the life that makes you and I to control things and to be able to speak to things to obey us, the life that makes us to be able to change everything around us, that wherever we step or wherever we are, we can speak to things and they will obey. It is a life of dominion. It's a life of influence. It's a life of power. But before we can exhibit this life, there is the need for us to position ourselves. Tell somebody, position yourself. You see, it is one thing to go to school to learn. It's another thing to apply what you learn in the classroom. Because anytime you go to school, two things will happen to you. Either you will go through the school or the school will go through you. And many people go to school that they go through the school, but the school does not go through them. The reason is that you see this, you go through school because you want to have a certificate to show. But when they place you in the context of your certificate for the requirement, you are not able to deliver. So there are people who have a certificate, but they cannot impact anything. Can I hear an amen in the house? But if the school goes through you, you don't only have a certificate, but you have what it takes to be able to defend your certificate. In the same vein in Christianity, so you can get people who can quote scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. And they can be able to tell you everything about the word. But yet they are walking in defeat as far as the kingdom of God is concerned. In defeat. So they can speak about the power of Christ, but the power of Christ is not seen in their life. They can tell you of any scripture. So scriptures becomes a slogan and becomes stickers to them. But it doesn't become the reality of their life. But the intention of the abundant life is for us to live it and not to say it. So Jacob got to this point in his life. You know, don't forget that anything that happened to the patriarch is a foretaste of what the Messiah is coming to fulfill. It's a foretaste. So when Jacob got here, Jacob has received the blessing from Isaac, his father, to be the next patriarch in line. Out of it, the 12 tribes shall be established to be the pointer for the coming of the Messiah. But for that blessings to be established, it is hanging on him, but yet he's fugitive. He is a blessing career, but he is running away and hiding. He is carrying authority, but he's afraid. There is an anointing upon his life, but his identity has not changed. He is still Jacob, which means a supplanter, a cheat, a liar. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But yet he's a carrier of the anointing. Listen to me, David was anointed before his brothers, but David needed to kill a Goliath before he became prominent. So you can carry an anointing and it can be on you, but it cannot do anything until you have killed your Goliath and you have been able to rest for your blessing. Jesus came down and Bible says, said, I came down in the volume of the books to fulfill their will, O Lord. Until you went to the cross and died and resurrected, there is no fulfillment of the anointing. So the power of the church is not in just saying it, it is living it. And it is time for the church to live its reality of who it is. But we can only live the reality of who we are by knowing who we are. And when we know who we are, then we cannot wrestle and bring it out. Because the benefits of a palm tree is not because it is there, it is when you use its product to produce what you are looking for. Everything that was created as a purpose. And if that purpose is not used, there's no value for that thing. So at this point, Jacob said, I am Jacob. I have all these properties. 
I have all this family. I have everything that will mean that I am prosperous. You know, we don't position prosperity in the right terms. And we sometimes feel that for me to be prosperous, I should have material things. Material things are not prosperity. In fact, they are the byproduct of prosperity. Material things. Car, houses, wives, children, whatever. They are the byproduct of prosperity. The greatest prosperity to the kingdom person is that the Bible says, seek ye the kingdom of God first. And it's righteousness and all other things shall be handed unto you. So when you have known the Lord and you have seek the kingdom, then when houses, children, wives, property are added, it becomes your dessert, not your main course. So it becomes easy. You see, it is easy to release your dessert than your main course. The reason why people find it difficult to worship God with their substance is because they worship their substance instead of worshiping God. The reason why it's difficult for men to release their substance in worship to God is as a result of the fact that they worship that substance at the expense of God or at the expense of God, worshiping God. So, the, this is how it works. Because they have not seek the kingdom first and have the kingdom, they now have the material and they, translate, they turn the material into the kingdom. Do, do, do you understand my point? So, the material things becomes the kingdom. So they search for the material thing instead of seeking for God. But you see, when you have God, you get full. So anything he gives you is an addition. And when it's an addition, giving it out is not a problem. Let me give you a typical example. I like to demonstrate something. You see how a woman looks very nice. Now, the attachment the woman is wearing is not a hair. So that is not an original. It is a counterfeit. It can be removed. When she gets home and removes it and put down, the original hair will be seen. So if the man meets the woman by the road and married the wig and enters into the house and the wig is removed, now whether the man will face the woman or run away, that is where the real woman is. Reason why there are tension in some homes is that the man met a woman in wig and married the beauty of the wig. But when the right time came and the wig was removed and saw the reality of the woman's hair, there was disaster. The man began to run. In the same vein, in the kingdom, Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. That is the original. Not the wig. So, you need to get the original woman, that is the context I can place it better for each other. You get the original woman without the makeup, without the hair, without the attachment, and love her for who she is. That when you have taken her home, she adds the attachment and the makeup as an enhancement. Am I talking to somebody here? So anytime she takes those things off, you are not troubled, you are not bothered because those things are only enhancement and she can get a new wig, get a new makeup, get a new dress, get a new everything because you took the original. Am I talking to somebody here? Don't go for the counterfeit in the kingdom. Go for the original in the kingdom. So a lot of people are disappointed in the kingdom because they went in for the attachment of the kingdom and not the reality of the kingdom. So when the attachments are being removed, they get confused. 
whether I'm in the right place, whether Jesus is real, whether the blood is real, whether communion is real, whether paying that is real, whether giving offering is real, because they look at the attachment, not the reality, but they that seek after the reality does not have any question because they know who they are believing. Am I talking to someone here? So they don't care about any attachment because they know the originality of where they are coming from. So they don't question anything. They just accept everything. So if tomorrow, the same way, the lady comes with the black hair, they know who their wife is. If she comes with a yellow one, they know who their wife is. They come with a violet one, they know who their wife is. Because they know the original woman and not the attachment. So nobody will come and tell them who their wife is. They already know it. In other ways, in the same thing in Christendom, if we know Jesus and we have seek the kingdom first, are you getting me? And all other things are being added to it, which is the attachment and additions. If something happens, we don't have a problem with additions because we know the original already. The confusion in the body of Christ is that we have taken our eyes from the original onto the counterfeits. And the attachment. So when the attachment is attacked, the original is confused. We can't explain anything because there is only additions and attachment. And the devil knows the attachment because when the devil ta- attacks your attachment and your heart in your attachment, you get confused. But when your heart is in the original, you don't care who took away your shoe. You don't care who took away your car. You don't care who took away your money. You don't care who took away your name. Because the thing is that you are totally sold out. So Jacob at this point. Realized that the children I have. The family I have. The money I have. I use that to pacify Esau. So that Esau will not attack me. But you see let me tell you something. The devil is not after your properties after you. Am I preaching to somebody here? He is not interested in your house. He's not interested in your car. He's not interested in what you have. He's interested in your personality. In Genesis 37, when Joseph was coming, his brother said, say, here comes the dreamer. And when he was approaching, he said, let's kill him and see what will happen to his dream. When the devil is able to stop you, he has stopped every flow. So that is why the psalmist says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He didn't say that he, he didn't say he who has money and put his money and put his house and put his car in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. He says you and I. It is about us. Hiding in the secret place. Once we are in the secret place, everything around us is also protected. Our family is protected. Our children is protected. Our houses are protected. Our cars are protected. Because why? Anything that belongs to us also belongs to the Lord. So Jacob said, for the establishment of the blessing in my life, to really be a true patriarch, to hand over and to stand for generations, I need to know what is important 
want in my life and not what I am looking for. So he took his children. I told you today, I'll share with you something about the keys of abandoned life or the whatever. So he took his family, sent them over the, the brook. And the brook Jabok was the very brook he crossed over with a stick. You see, you are, we are nothing until we came to the Lord. We are nothing until we came. Whatever we have was not given to us by man. It was given to us by the Lord. Anything we owe is owned by God. Am I talking to someone? If we begin to get to, you see, when you get to the, the, the real essence of abundant life is the life of selflessness. <laughs> the real essence of abundant life is the life of selflessness. The life that is totally sold out to Christ. When self is gone. When self is not gone, you can't live the abundant life. The enemy came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. What is he seeking for? Your life. Your pleasures. Your joy. To kill and to destroy that thing that you worship, that you cherish so much. But I came that you may have life. That life cannot be bought. That life is not material. That life is beyond physical things that you may have life and have that life more abundantly it's a life that cannot be stopped it's a life that you cannot exchange for anything in fact when you have that life you can lose everything in this world and in less than seconds you can get everything back again what can I preach to you when you have that life, you are not afraid if you should lose something. In fact, when you lose, you shall rejoice because you know in the next second, you are going to receive more than what you lost. That life places you in a place of advantage that you know you don't have a competitor. That is why they can catch Joseph. You see, the issue is that the Old Testament people even understood this life better than we even the New Testament of today. They took Joseph and put him. They could not kill him. Put him in a pit. Brought him out of the pit. Put him in a prison. In Potiphar's house. With all the lies. In Potiphar's house he survived. At the end of the day. He became a prime minister. Like pastor was teaching before I came in. That he was what? Thematic or? Rheumatic. He was rheumatic. In other words there is nothing that can reverse the system. Or there is nothing that can stop him. That life is unstoppable. You see, let me tell you something. When you understand that life, that is where poverty becomes relative. It's not permanent. Sickness becomes relative. It's not permanent. Because the thing is that that life lives beyond sickness. It lives beyond poverty. It lives beyond lack. It is only a statement. But the greatest good of it is that you have to know that I say that I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Am I preaching to somebody? Yeah. 
So Jacob realized that whatever I have cannot save me. Because I have sent them over to Esau. If that is what will change the game, Esau would have said, cool it. Where is Jacob? Bring me my brother. I have accepted everything and it is fine. All the, if you go home, go and read it. All the entourage, the goods and everything that went for it, everything will come and there no respond. Jacob was confused and Jacob realized that no, I am making a mistake. The place of transition is the place of death. If I can't die to self now, I cannot embrace my tomorrow. Can I tell you something? When you are full, God cannot fill you. Anytime you are engaging God, be empty. So whatever you will have in life, always live like you don't have anything. Am I blessing somebody? Whenever you live like you don't have anything in the eyes of the Lord, though God knows you have, he realized that you are not worshipping what you have, but you are worshipping him and you add more to it. So Jacob said, I give you all these things. Children go. Horses go. Properties go. Cows go. Sheep go. I am only the one that crossed this river Jabok with a stick. And I return with plenty. But at this point, I want to be left alone. And Bible said that he was left alone that night. If you want to have the abundant life, you have to learn the secret of walking alone. The challenge with a lot of us that we are not breaking through is that we have a lot of cargo. We are not alone. If you want Jesus, he will be with the disciples, but all the time, at a certain point, he will leave them and be alone. Moses was with Joshua with others, but he would go alone on the mountain to go and wait for the commandment to receive it. Greatness is in the secret place of loneliness. Greatness is in the secret place of loneliness. Loneliness. If you can learn to separate yourself to be alone before God, you can hear him better. Every child of God, hear me. If you want to really break through in life, you have to create a secret place between you and your maker. When all the lights are off, when everything, the music is no more playing, when everything is silent, where do you go? That is the time you need to have a conversation with your maker. Jesus took the 12, one Judas Iscariot, he took the 11 to Garden of Gethsemane and taught us the three level process of communication. For everyone that wants to make it in life and to work with the Lord. He left the eight. The eight were his general companions who knew him but cannot bear with what he carries because they are not matured enough to process what he's going through. He moved on with the three who he can call the members of his inner cycle. They knew him. They can process what he's going through, but they are not able to decipher the next level of his life. He loved them and went alone. And Bible said, in that place is where he cried tears. The only one that saw the tears was his creator, his Lord and his master. 
When he returned, he was so strong enough to come and encourage those who were there. Let me tell you something. If you're a leader of your family, if you're a leader of whatever it is, and you cannot be alone with God, you cannot encourage anybody. I said, if you're a leader of your family, a leader of organization, and you cannot be alone with God to encourage yourself, you cannot encourage anybody. Because the crowd does not encourage you. It is yourself with the Lord. That is where you receive encouragement. Reason why a lot of us can become discouraged. We get confused. We contemplate suicide. Though we are in the house and there is power of God and his blessing. It is as a result of the fact that we need the endorsement and the recommendation of men at the expense of the endorsement and the recommendation of the spirit. So when we don't receive it from men, we get disturbed. Oh, they didn't see what I did. They didn't even see the way I was dancing. They didn't even see the way I dressed. They didn't even see when I was laughing. So how do I look? You don't need to ask anybody how you look. Your own proverbs in the books of your books says that the lizard that fell off from the tall Iroko tree says, if nobody will praise me, I'll praise myself. Because I did well. Listen, you have to learn how to celebrate yourself. And don't wait for anyone to celebrate you. Can you put your hands together for yourself tonight? Am I talking to somebody here? You have to learn to celebrate yourself. Listen, if you don't have anybody writing to you, Write yourself and post the letter and receive the letter. Birthdays, learn to go and order your own cake and tell them I need delivery. And go and sit at home and wait for them to deliver the cake to you. And then you say, this is my birthday. Some of you can walk about even the food you are supposed to eat, you don't want to eat it. It's about time you have to learn to sell. You see, when you lift up your soul, your spirit will be lifted up. And when your spirit is lifted up, everything of creation will definitely start opening up for you. Because what Bible said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Egon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastagon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord